Hey everyone, I'm Erica Bazell, and in the over 10 years I've been in the health and wellness industry, I have become so passionate about all things wellness. I have a crazy love for learning and have devoted my career to sharing everything that I learned so that you can live your healthiest, most energized, highest vibe life. Each week I will share with you my thoughts on wellness, everything from fitness, nutrition, mental health, relationships, and more. Welcome to my confessions in whole body health. Hey, hey everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you're anything like me, you follow countless celebrities on social media. Some big, some small, but they're there. We follow their Instagram photos, their stories. We try to catch their interviews on TV shows and podcasts, all the things. We are here for them. But what happens when suddenly they are not aligned with who we are anymore? Or really, who we thought they were? Today I'm chatting about the influencer trap that we can so easily fall into. When I was younger, I would follow movie stars like John Travolta. I mean, Hello Grease is still my favorite movie and and Molly Ringwald and TV actors from my favorite shows. Someone would jump ship from one show and I'd follow them over to whatever new show they were on. Didn't really matter what it was about, but I was there. I feel like we see this a lot now, our favorite Marvel actors in non-superhero movies, or our favorite rom-com heartthrob in the latest action flick. I mean, really, the industry is kind of built on this concept. You're going to see a movie because so-and-so is in it. They hook you in, and that's how they make money. When I was in college and beyond, I started following Broadway actors. If Idina Menzel's name was on it, I'm there. I saw Adam Chalambinet in Next to Normal on Broadway and specifically made trips back to New York City to see him in Rent and Peter in the Starcatcher, which reintroduced me to Christian Borle, who I then went back to see in Something Rotten, and I almost got to see again in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But in short, if I fell in love with the actor, I wanted to see them in everything that I could. When I first started venturing out in my own business endeavors, well, let me be more specific, in my fitness business endeavors. I started out on my own as a beach body coach while I was training and teaching in gyms. This is where I first started to hear about personal development, specifically at the time in books. It was pre-podcast days. The leaders on my team and other big beach body coaches would recommend books to read and talk about how important it was to our business success to take care of our mind and really focus on ourselves from the inside out. And maybe this is really where my business as it is today sparked from. I honestly always enjoyed a good self-help book, but prior to this, there were usually something about organizing or organizing your life. I remember in high school reading Organizing Your Life from the Inside Out for Teenagers. So good. Not only talked about organizing physical things in your space, but also your schedule. And I definitely learned things that I still use today. As an adult, I think the first personal development book I read was 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life, and I loved it. Then I was introduced to Jen Sincero, and I read You Are a Badass. Not too long after that, her book You Are a Badass at Making Money came out and read that too. I bought her day-by-day calendar. I was hooked. I dabbled in a few other books, and then in late 2018, I found Rachel Hollis. Last year, I did a podcast episode right here on her latest book, Didn't See That Coming, and feel free to go back and take a listen to that. But back in 2018, I had read her book, Girl, Stop Apologizing, and felt so often throughout it that she was talking right to me. 
I felt so many parallels in my life. I was so invested in her story about how she met her then husband, Dave, and how he didn't want to commit to her and everything that went with it. It helped me to work through an already ended relationship of my own that was sort of the same thing. And I also related the story to other past relationships I had. But in my conclusion of the story, even though she and Dave had ended up together, Dave was the villain in my mind because he was so like all of these other guys that I had dated before. I started watching their Start Today morning show on Facebook almost every single day. I bought her next book. I signed up for her life and business coaching programs in 2019. I was all in. I followed her on social media. I read all of her posts, watched all of her videos, everything. She had me hooked. And I did learn many things from following her, from her books, from her coaching. I went to Dallas to a Rise event. And although I had an absolute blast, this was maybe where the wheels started to fall off for me. I loved all of the speakers at the event. I loved the atmosphere. I loved my carpool buddies from the hotel. It was a great experience. But I did find that having already read her books and taking part in her coaching programs, a lot of the information was repetitive. Tips and tricks I had heard from her before, but, but I was fine with it. There's this saying that we need to see or hear something 17 times before we really catch on and adopt it. And in that particular moment, there were certain things that I needed to hear that were different from maybe the first or second time that I heard it. So to be clear, I don't regret going. And I found it to be worthwhile. And while I was there, I got to meet Dave twice, having short conversations with him, hearing him speak on stage. Suddenly, he wasn't the villain in the story for me anymore. I liked him. I found myself super able to relate to his current mindset on things. I dove into his book when it came out, and I found myself listening to the podcast episodes he was on more and more. But after the event, I started to drift away from Rachel's social media. I had found other amazing people to follow, like Jen Hademaker, uh, Amy Porterfield, Trent Shelton, all people who were actually introduced to me from following Rachel Hollis. I watched the morning show less and less. I would scroll through her stories less and less. I had outgrown the container she had provided for me. I was ready to learn and do more, and this is totally okay. That really just means that the personal development is working. This can happen when you work with coaches, mentors that you have in your life. If you are growing, you might outgrow them. You might shift. If we are recognizing the changes and adapting to them, continuing to grow from them, then we're doing it right. Fast forward to 2020 and the pandemic hits and Rachel pretty much ghosts social media. We then find out that she and Dave are getting a divorce. The fan following she had on the internet blew up and not like grew like crazy, like her fans lost their minds over it. Many people called her a fraud, blamed her for things, called her names, the list is endless. There was a woman who had made a name for herself by her books, a huge overarching theme being having a successful marriage. She had a podcast about having a successful marriage. The infamous chapter in Girl Stop Apologizing, the one that Rachel was embarrassed to have her meme read, if you know, you know what I'm talking about. I had made my husband read that chapter. I had read the book thinking, okay, if we did these things, our marriage will be amazing. Granted, our marriage was new and also totally fine. She preached the importance of open communication, weekly date nights, and all these things. And then all of a sudden, with no warning from the eyes of her followers, it was over. 
days before the announcement, Dave had posted a sappy anniversary picture of them. Rachel had posted nothing. And soon after that, that post was removed. People were devastated over this. My social media feed was filled with comments about it. Now, let me interject here. We've all had those celebrity power couples that we were like, they will last forever, and then they split and we're shocked. Brad and Angelina, Jennifer Gardner and Ben Affleck, Katie Holmes, Tom Cruise, Miranda Lambert and Blake Shelton, Reese Witherspoon, Ryan Felipe. Remember some of those? No? Well, then I'm dating myself and we'll carry on. The difference with Rachel and Dave is that they had a whole podcast about having a better relationship. Part of their platform was having a better relationship. And if they failed, then what hope was there for the rest of us? There were a lot of followers that straight up disowned them right then, who thought that everything they taught was a sham. And I totally understand their frustration, but I have to be honest and still say that I learned a lot from following them, from reading their books, from listening to them speak. What did it all really make me feel? Relieved. I had this image in my head that if we did the same things that they did, we would have an amazing marriage just like them and everything would be perfect. There would be this balance of owning my business and raising kids and still having time for each other and time to read and do all these things I enjoy. And no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't keep up. I couldn't find that balance. I was relieved to know that they hadn't found it either. That I wasn't wrong for not agreeing with all of the things that they had taught. That if they didn't work for me, it was okay. And I think this lesson is one that is most important in things that we can learn as we venture through personal development. It has become the foundation for my whole business. What works for one person may or may not work for you. And that is okay. There is no cookie cutter answer for how to make it successfully through life. And it applies to every aspect of your life. Nutrition, relationships, careers, all of it. You have to find what works for you. I continued to follow both Rachel and Dave in the time that followed, and I'll admit, I really wanted to know the truth about what happened. I read Rachel's newest book. Again, you can go back and listen to that episode. And even though I really wanted not to like it because I no longer felt aligned with her, I felt a little bit betrayed that she kind of deserted her fan base and, and things like that. I actually ended up enjoying it. Sure, I had issues with parts, but then there were also parts that going through them during a pandemic, I needed to hear those things at exactly that time. Months continued to pass, and I found myself scrolling through what Rachel had to say less and less. I stopped listening to her podcast. I found I wasn't watching her Instagram stories, so they weren't even really popping up in my feed as often. I started following Dave more. I got this energy from him that he was really working toward healing. He was real and honest. And while he still didn't share details, I felt this honest connection with his story now instead of hers. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the other way that Rachel had thrown herself under the bus in the past year. The announcement of her divorce came right as the Black Lives Matters movement was heating up after George Floyd's death. Those who followed Rachel would have known that her best friend was a black woman. And it was quickly noticed that the Hollis Company did not post about the Black Lives Matters movement right away. 
Eventually, they put out a resource list of books to read, but that was really about it. Someone from our team posted a Maya Angelou quote and did not cite Maya as the author, and people were outraged. This post blew up. To which Rachel deleted the post, kind of half-heartedly apologized, and the backlash only grew. Once this event on her feed had started to die down, within maybe months, but definitely less than a year, she made a video, something about not being relatable, and instead trying to be like all of these famous world-changing women and how they weren't relatable either. And she included many women of color on this list. And wow, another blow up. Another half-hearted apology. And it was another reason for me to see that she was not aligned with who I am today. She may have influenced me in some ways over the past few years that might have helped me to shape who I am. And whether who she was then was authentic or not, who she is now, or at least has been portraying herself as, that does not align with who I am, nor who I aspire to be. In case you were curious, I do still follow Dave, who is now dating Heidi Powell. Heidi and Chris Powell were a strong power couple for me for many years, and I was sad to hear that they divorced, but dang, Dave and Heidi on social media are full of life and hope and all the things I feel like I needed in this world, and I am here for it. I jokingly say to those who also follow or who have followed the Hollis Company in the past, I am Team Dave all the way. So why am I telling you this story? To bash the Hollises? No, not at all. First, whether you choose to continue to follow them or not, it's totally up to you. I hold no judgment. I reiterate that I have learned a great deal from them over the years, and I don't regret my time following them, especially as it led me to follow so many other amazing people. I wanted to share this with you for a couple reasons. One, that it is okay to outgrow what is around you. We can outgrow people in our lives. We can outgrow the people who we have looked up to as teachers and mentors. It doesn't diminish what they have taught us. It means that we are growing beyond what they can still teach us. And that is a good thing. And second, we all have these influencers that we follow. Celebrities, authors, public speakers, random people who are on TikTok and Instagram famous. They endorse products and show us glimpses into their lives and we hang on to those things. We buy the things. We want to be just like them and have everything that they have. Hell, some of these people don't even have to be famous at all. We compare ourselves to our Facebook friends, people we went to high school with, our coworkers. We see what everyone else has and we want it. And I'm here to tell you, it is a trap. The influencer trap. We are influenced by everything we see. And we have to be able to sift through that information and find who we truly are. We have to let go of all of the competition and judgment, and even all the expectations we put out there, not just with others, but also with ourselves. To be a certain way, to show up a certain way, there is no cookie cutter way. We have to find what works for us. So if we're doing all of this personal development and hearing all of these tips and tricks from different people, we have to test them out and see what works for us and be okay with the fact that they might not all work for us. It doesn't make us better or worse than someone else. We are unique. And at the end of the day, that is most important. That is what makes the difference. Be you. Find what works for you. 
And that is where you'll start to find the success you're looking for in reaching your goals. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.